you like ABC because it's the beginning? Do you like it because it flows? Or do you like it because of ABC? Easy as do re mi ABC. The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? everyone it is 6 18 central state of time and we're coming back to you live in living color for the fly over state sports show i am your host sam long in living color per the new usual and i'm with my two gracious hosts gavin alexander aka turd and caleb ubel aka beans gentlemen we have a big show today because preseason finally got kicked underway the NBA Christmas games have ki- are officially announced, and we get to talk about grown men losing their jobs on the Chiefs roster. Gentlemen, <laughs> are we ready to talk for smack today? Of course. We're officially like past overreaction season. Now it's just getting worse, and we finally get to start seeing some like actual football. So uh, you can only say good things when actual football starts to get played. Okay, I'm going to be brutally honest. Offseason sucks. It is so horrible because you have to keep talking about football to remember how much you love football. And football is finally back. The temperatures are starting to chill just a little bit. It, I feel warm and cuddly inside, and it's a great time of year. I love it. I tell you what. So it's been 100 degrees damn near every day. There was a burp. Shout out to Taco Bell and Baja Blast, today's sponsor, Baja Blast. Literally just blue Gatorade and Mountain Dew, but it's goddamn delicious. Baja Blast. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's been damn near 100 degrees in Independence, Kansas for forever. And we're going to have a 79-degree day tomorrow so because you're getting a fuck ton of rain tonight. And I'm so <laughs> goddamn excited. It's making me horny, Beans. I have to do like an audit on like a break press too tomorrow. I specifically saved that for tomorrow so that way it's be the nice. coldest temperature. Oh my god, dude! It's like an oven in the machine shop because like yeah. all the lasers are running and all the welding is happening, and so it's literally like twenty degrees hotter than it is like outside. Everywhere else, yeah, inside. yeah, it's ridiculous. There's, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's also uh, not to get us off of uh, break press audits, but. I love uh, when we get to actual football and actual games, our standard for football has just like, we just don't care. Like it's yeah. so low. It's like <laughs> so terrible. And the world is just like a better place. And nobody gives a shit that like what they're watching is objectively terrible. But like, just because a dude like almost got two feet in bounds and then dropped the pass, but it was almost really cool. We're still going to freak the fuck out because oh, football yeah. is back, baby. It <laughs> is back. Let's go, gentlemen. I am so excited. I'm really, I, I can't believe that you put us back on the topic like that, Gavin, but you know what? I'm glad you did because 
soon as I get my notes up here, because Skype is a bitch and doesn't let me have two things going at once, um, it is time to talk some actual sports. After we talk about video games, gentlemen, it was brought to my attention today from an article from a day ago. We have some NCAA 14, well, 24, I guess now. But And it's not even NCAA. It's college football 24, apparently. We have some news, some hard-hitting action from an article from 24-7. And that is that the new game will be next-gen exclusive on your Xbox Series X or PS5. Gentlemen, tragic news for the broke boys out there. Great news for people who called this about a month or two ago and bought an Xbox when they had Series X when they had the chance, a.k.a. me. AKA Nostradamus. Gentlemen, <laughs> I have the console, so I'm not worried. Do you? I'm sad. He is I, sad. He is a broke boy. I am. E, with a capital I at the end of the O. He looks <laughs> like a broke bowl. <laughs> I was like looking at this, and like Sam, you talked about, you were the first one to like talk about this, and I heard talk about this with like, I'm just going to get one because I know that it's going to be new console exclusive. And, like, I heard that, and when I thought about what you said, my mind went to, would EA really do, or just get, like, video games in general, would they really do something just because of money, even if it meant a worse product? And then immediately my answer was, yes, yes, they would. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so uh, I, I was talking with Trey today, and the new NCAA game, it, it will be using the same engine as Madden. Because Which is disappointing. That's like a yes and no. EA does the same. Does makes all their games on Frostbite, like literally right, all yeah. of them. Yes. So it's that that's really not a surprise. If the game plays the exact, if it's just a Madden reskin, I'd be pissed. If it's not, if it's the college game should be a little bit more arcadey, a little bit more wide open. And if mm-hmm. it is, then that's fine. Like whatever. They did confirm Dynasty and Road to Glory again. Yeah, Dynasty so that's, and Road that's to awesome. Glory. Yeah, well, dude, of course they aren't gonna just get rid of their two biggest. That was that was the biggest question though, is if they were gonna bring those back or not. If they wouldn't, that would have been. Well, in, in the game, here's the thing: the what the thing they want to do with the game is capture the presentation, and you really can't capture the presentation fully unless it's on next gen. Yeah. And honestly, they're building this game from pretty much the ground up. So you're pretty much making two different games at that point, and it's not worth making two different games. Like with Madden, like you can make the next gen game, and then you can just kind of put a new coat of paint over last gen's game and update the roster. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of what they do. Like here, here's what I'll tell you. I played like and I so I played um like NBA like 2K18, right? And my buddy, he had the same game, but it was for 360. I had mine for the one, right? Yep. And so I'm used to seeing 2K18 like the way that I always see it. He turns it on, literally looks like a 2K game from 2K like 15. It's the same everything. Like just with a new coat of paint on it. I'm like, dude, you're literally playing like three years a game that's not been touched in three years and you paid $60 for a roster update. Yeah. Granted, when I saw it, it was like 2019. He bought it, and it was like, you know, all this stuff. He downloaded like an updated roster, like all that stuff. But I'm just not surprised by it, especially when you really think about game development. 
Right. Um, I think that game, I think you got to give it a pass for the first year, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, so, like, I'm talking, like, and I, I see you rolling your eyes there, Gavin. Uh-huh. I'm talking, like, in terms of, like, feature stuff, if that makes sense, right? Okay. Yeah. Like, if you put Dynasty in there, you put Road to Glory in there, and you pretty much make them two, if you make them twos, like, solid, right? Like, if you just slap the old NCA 14 Dynasty mode in there, maybe update the coaching tree and, like, add a transfer portal, that's perfect. Like, we're not asking, like, a ton from that, right? You know, maybe you make, like, something that's along the lines of NCA 11 where you got, like, the Aaron Andrews and Herb Street thing following you around. Maybe you do something like that. But really, like, career mode is super simple in the sense that you just go out there and you play the games and there's, like, no real – there's no real, like, storyline, if that makes yeah. sense. Storyline kind of ruins those modes anyways. You're just trying to, like, go in and ball out. Right. But – uh. No. I, I mostly rolled my eyes uh, thinking of that in terms of just, like, gameplay because that I expect to just – we haven't seen, like, a upgrade in gameplay in a football game for decades. We've been making video games for decades. At this point, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty certain that we're better making artificial diseases than we are football games. So um, <laughs> that's a problem, and it just needs to be addressed in the modern world. So – yeah, so, like, what I need from gameplay is I don't need it to be a reskin of Madden, right? I just – and I I need it to be a little bit more wide open, and I just need it for it not to be bad, right? Yep. Like, yep. I would almost rather – and I think Madden's kind of tweaking it. The problem with Madden is, like, Madden always overcorrects on everything. So, like, your safety's always, like, blow coverages, like, right. on three – on four wide sets. Well, then the next year, like, your guys never get open on four wide sets and defense is way too hard. And yep. then the overcorrect, it's just like, it's like, pendulum. bro, like just make the pendulum. A, yeah. The pendulum keeps going too far. It's like, you just need to tweak it. Like I'm not asking for my safety to lock everyone up. I'm just asking for my safeties to make sure they don't get burnt over the top every time. Yeah. Like I'm asking for my safety to play this blue, like deep blue zone, but like, whatever, if you're not into video games and you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> right, but I'm very excited. I'm glad I got the next-gen console. If you're interested in a next-gen console, they sell refurb- certified refurbished Xbox uh, Series Xs on the Microsoft Store. Just go straight to Microsoft. If you buy that, at, if you cart that, you can also get like a uh, it's like a two-year warranty or something. I don't remember what it is. It's like uh, 60 bucks or something. It's really not that expensive. I may or may not be looking at this right now. Yeah, you can can get it for – you can literally get it for like six to seven, which I understand is expensive, right? Like that's expensive, but like they're available. Like to everyone that says like, oh, my God, like they're assholes because like it's so hard to get an extra console. For Xbox at least, they're available. Like I was able – I, I was able for a whole week to purchase it off the Microsoft store and then randomly a new one popped up and I hopped on that because, you know, whatever. Yep. Ooh, we have a breaking news from <laughs> my <laughs> sleeper <laughs> app. 
More Pete Carroll on Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker the third's hernia. We've just got to make sure he's okay by the opener is what we're shooting for. So Kenneth Walker the third might miss the opener because of sports. Oh boy. So this is going to be remembered in three weeks as Rashad Penny's hernia, just so everybody's aware. <laughs> All right. So we've talked enough about video games. We've nerded out on that. We're just going to count that as a topic. We're going to introduce what I like to call quicker hitters, where we just kind of bring something up and move on from it super fast. And that's super easy for this next topic because we have the NBA Christmas Day slate. The schedule's not completely out yet, but – the Christmas Day day games are. Gentlemen, I know that you guys don't give a fuck about basketball, and you have not seen this tweet from Shams. So I'm going to tell you the Christmas Day games. You're going to give me your pick for best game or game that you are most likely to tune in and watch, and then we'll move on. All right. So first game, we got Bucks at Celtics. We have 76ers at Knicks. Suns at Nuggets. That's That game sucks. Um, Lakers at Mavericks and Grizzlies at Warriors. Gentlemen, which game are you watching and why briefly? I'm going to be 100% honest here. I like don't even know if I could confidently give you a starting player in like 60% of the teams you just listed off. I actually would like to see that, um, but we don't have time for that another time, Gavin. Actually, that's a segment. When the NBA comes on, I'm going to list a team. You have to tell me one player on that team. Okay. I, guess, I like this game. You right. you and Beans can do it. You can alternate. You both can't say the same player. And then we'll see who gets the best score. We'll see there who we gets go. the most. Yep. That, that's a future segment. All right. Thanks, Gavin. You don't have to name You don't have to name a game now. Beans, what game ah, are you looking forward to? Beans. Uh, I'm currently looking at Xboxes, so I can't talk right now. Let's go. <laughs> For my money, um, Buck something should be good. I don't give a shit about – Sixers, Knicks, or Suns, Nuggets. Um, Lakers at Mavs. Luca's playing. You know what? It's that one. I want to see Luca versus Braun. Uh, Grizzlies at Warriors will be fun too. There's like two good games. One game I'm a little bit more excited than the other two, and then two I just don't give a shit about. All right, so that's that. Now, gentlemen, it's time to move on to our quick est hitter. This isn't even a segment. It's the AP Top 25 poll. K State was ranked like. 30-something, they received like 20, 15 to 25 votes or something like that. I don't remember what it was. But that's not the story. The story is that Texas, who received one first-place vote within the coaches' poll, is not even ranked in this one. So this is just a fuck you, Texas. Ha-ha. What do you guys think? We were ranked in the 30s? (laughs) I can pull it up real quick. The... Is, like, Taylor Martinez throwing more than a couple passes of practice right now? I think you're missing the chance to just laugh at Texas, who is unranked. Okay, yes. Let's, uh, K-State is fine. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck you, Texas. There we yeah. go. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay, that, all is that. right in the world. We are 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, like 37, I think. We're sandwiched in between Auburn and Florida. We okay. Have 14 votes. That's not as no, no, it's okay. We're four. Nebraska got one vote. So they're like, you know, whatever that is. <laughs> yep, Nebraska got it. Nebraska got one twenty-fifth place vote. <sighs> wow. 
that just kind of hurt my brain more than it was supposed to. All of that segment. The the other fun part about that segment is Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU are ranked 23, 24, and 25. So we have a we nice have little to put new, them in there. Yep, we have a nice little uh, new Big 12 member uh, grouping at the end of the poll. So there you go. Bean, you're st- you still can't commit commentary because you're looking at Xboxes, right? Do you have the S or the X? I got the X because I'm a big baller. Okay. You can get the S if you have a tiny penis. It's okay. This next segment is going to pull Beans' attention away from the screen. Oh, all right. Beans. We're to talk about the Chiefs. I think we are ready to talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost a game this weekend. It was a preseason game, so no one gives a fuck. No, this uh, is going to determine the whole future of the Kansas the, City yep. Chiefs. We're going to have to we're going to have to tear everything apart. We're going to have to get rid of all of our draft picks and trade Bro, them all. Away. Patrick Mahomes lost to uh, Justin Fields in a football game. Uh, Justin Fields better. I'm a fraud. So, you have your hand raised. Just go ahead. I like understand it's preseason. I understand it's. Like, so much of it is meaningless. There's very few takeaways you can actually get from this. But, like, the Bears roster is laughable. Their starters, they have starters that, like, are actually worse than our second and third string players. I understand it's a preseason and everything, but it did not feel good to, like, check out the final score afterwards and be like, wait, what the fuck? Because, like, I heard throughout, uh, like, takeaways – for the rest of the week, like George Karloftis looks good. Justin Fields was under pressure. Chicago is under pressure the whole time. Their offensive line sucks. And I'm listening to all this and I'm thinking, like, wait a second, but we lost. Like <laughs> the commentary was like laughing at Chicago, but we still lost the game. That that part I, didn't feel good. I just had to get that out. We, sure. I I literally couldn't give less of a fuck I about the season results. If the starters played like the first half and we lost the first half, I'd be like dicey, but like Mahomes played like a drive. Yeah. And the starters played like two drives. Like my my I don't care. My thoughts is the victory is Blake Bell got hurt, but it sounds like he's gonna be fine. Nobody came out hurt. So like yes. that's the victory in my opinion. Yes. If you can you, you know, it's you could be like uh Wilson and you know, possibly tear his ACL. It was a meniscus, but Things can go south, and I can count that as a victory. So you, you know who's bragging about preseason wins? Teams that aren't going to win a lot of games this the season. The Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. are yeah. bragging about. Like, did you see the Texans? The Texans had like some tweet that was like, "It's only preseason," and they had it in that like sarcastic font, and they had like a yeah. whole like gif of like Big Bird busting through a door or whatever. And it's like, dude, you guys are going to win like four games this year yeah like well that, the, the, that's why you're poverty because you give a shit about you give a shit about winning preseason games look i get it from like a young team perspective that you want to win all the games and everything and like for a but like for a more veteran team like the chiefs like that doesn't matter like travis kelsey doesn't give a fuck about preseason games patrick mahomes doesn't give a fuck about preseason games they care reason. about getting good reps in. Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. And the it's, thing it's, is, like, Andy Reid's keeping it vanilla. Like, he's not going to – Yeah. Exp- he's, it's not going to be all this trickery. He's not going to pull out every card in the book to win a preseason game. He's going to save that for week six through the end. So Yeah, and, like, dude, come on. Like, you watch the first drive. But come on. That's yeah. all you needed. Like the first you, you drive. Watch yeah. the first drive where our, the first our half, wonderful the first half, offense. 
and you watch the you watch the two drives the Bears had when they're going yeah. against your first team defense. Like, come on, man! Like, it's all the you first, needed to see. The first two quarters is all that you need. Third through four stringers, those are practice squad guys. Yeah, those guys yeah. are. I concur. Those guys will be pumping gas like next month. Yeah. So who were you guys like uberly impressed with watching the preseason game? Um, so just, just specifically Chiefs. this one, just, right? Yeah, just the Chiefs. Uh, you go first, Sam. Okay, wait. Can I choose someone on the Bears, too? Yeah, sure. Why not? To... Dude, okay. Darnell Mooney made a nice catch. He did. Dar- that was a nice catch by Darnell Mooney. And who was the guy who made the really nice catch? Uh, oh, uh, Tajay Sharp? The... Yeah, it was Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp might actually be, like, a legitimate player on that team because that team has Mooney and, like, Cole Komet, and there's no one else who, like, is worth anything on that team passing game-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, So I thought those guys, like, made some nice catches. In terms of, like, the Chiefs who looked good, I mean, Mahomes, like, Mahomes and Kelsey looked really good, so mm-hmm. um, I'm going to leave it at that, honestly. <laughs> Gavin, who were you impressed with? No. Oh, no. Did we lose Gavin? Gavin? Okay, well, I'll go here. Um, I was impressed with Justin Watson. Gavin is really frozen here. I was really he impressed. With- My man oh. hasn't moved in 40 minutes. Oh, we got two of Gavins. What? Now we have, we have two Gavins now. Kick the other two. one. There we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. All right. Technology. So, so, uh, Beans is Beans is sucking off Justin Watson in his yeah. game leading amount of catches. So I'm gonna be honest, like he looked good. Like his routes were pretty crisp. He was catching everything that was coming his way. We can call a spade a spade here. He looked good. He's a good fifth string uh, wide receiver. I'm gonna be completely honest with Tom Brady went to the Bucks. I thought he was gonna be the small white dude who ended up being good. The Scotty instead Miller. Instead of Scotty Miller. Yeah. yeah. I thought I I knew one of those two guys was going to be very well, relevant. Justin it, I was Watson just wrong has, on which one. Justin Watson has too much height. He's six foot three. Yeah. So, Gavin, so, who were you impressed with? I, I'm going to take two quick players. Uh, first one, obvious. Um, I was actually like somewhat displeased to see uh, McCole Hardman come in with the starters above Sky Moore, but Sky Moore still looked everything as advertised when he did come in. Even when he wasn't receiving the ball, um, he was getting open. I'd like to see Mahomes look his way more often rather than throwing to Justin Watson. Um, but if I, it's a thing where if Sky Moore is open on a play and Justin Watson's not, and just and the ball's going to Justin Watson, I just would like to see the ball go to an open receiver, independent of it being Sky Moore. Um, it's just Sky Moore is open more often than Justin Watson. Um, the other dude, uh, George Karloftis. George Karloftis got a lot of hype from this game. Um, played well. You want to see your first round picks play well, especially when um, you replace a player like Tyreek Hill. You invest so much in the defense. Like we need to start seeing a. We need to see our young players play well so we can replace, have a better defense, replace Tyreek Hill. But also just our. We need a pass rush. Like just period. Yeah. Independent of mm-hmm. it being George Karloftis or anybody. Like we just need to be able to rush the opponent's passer better than we have in the past. So yeah. hopefully that was a good step, or this was a very good step for George Karloftis. So who are we? Who are we sad about? Who? What well, was, what so was before the- before we go sadness, right? Um, I'd be remiss 
if we didn't mention Pacheco. Yes. Because. Yep. I mean, no, look, Pacheco didn't do anything that game except have a nice broken tackle. But, like, that's the point is yeah. Pacheco played, like, two yep. series and got, like, five touches. I, I think that was – I think Reed – Andy Reed saw enough. He saw, you know, that and was like, all right. Well, like, good. in the same he, way he was, that I'm displeased with seeing Sky Moore not be out there with the starters, Isaiah Pacheco was. Yeah. So, like – here. Here's the thing for me, right? And I think this is a big, big key. So we have to assume that since Isaiah Pacheco is not like playing that much in preseason, that he already won that job like in practice, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, his tape that's in practice kind of a crazy good. thing to think about is that he he like I shouldn't say he has the job locked up because like things change in the NFL. Super well, fast. he has the backup job. He has the you, I, I wouldn't say just the job well, generally. Clyde was the starter. Well, I again like I don't even want to say he's the backup job like tied. I up think he does. Like, he he has his roster no. spot solidified. I would say yes to that. I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, Gav. You know what I mean? Like it could. He very well might, and it looks that way, and the signs point that way. It's still just very hard to not rationalize. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's very – I don't want to come onto the show, be like, yeah, Pacheco has the second string job, you know, wrapped up. And then on next week, like, fucking Jarek McKinnon is, like, just getting all these carries that Pacheco so, was. Or Jarek McKinnon doesn't play and all that crap. So here's my thing to that because there's there's a – there's a, I have a very big frustration, uh, not my hot take of the week or anything, but just like a lot of people try so hard and it's just screamed everywhere. Don't overreact, don't overreact, don't overreact. But at the same time, like when we're hearing a, a general drum beat, positive or negative, when we then see them come out and play with the starters, when we like them as a prospect to begin with, or we had things we like, like we can say all those things about Isaiah Pacheco. We came on the show and said that he, like, a hot take was that he could be our best running back. Like he hit yes. all three of those things. So like adjusting him or adjusting your expectations is not overreacting. It's actually overreacting to not overreacting if you don't do anything. No, I totally get that. And look, we've we've been peddling this. Yes. We've we've been peddling this the entire offseason, right? Ever since he got drafted by the Chiefs. We've been saying, hey, like, Pacheco might actually just be the best dude on this roster for that job. I'm just more, I'm just here saying, like, yes, at this moment, I believe he has the running back two, like, he has the inside track to the running back two job. But, again, anything can happen, right? Yeah. And it is still football, and maybe, like, it could be something to where, like, they just wanted to see him take a few carries and like maybe Jarek Mc... I, I don't know. There's a lot of different factors. Right. I'm sure they would have been reported. Ronald I'm Jones could have had a, Ronald Jones could have had an injury that just wasn't reported and we come out week two and he's the starter. Like it just any yeah. literally anything could happen. And so like I don't know. Like again, this is like a ninety-eight percent sure type thing and a milk percent not sure. Yep. Yeah. But like I, I know you like that. I like, I like that. That was good. But that's I, I had to think is. about that. That was a zinger. Hey, I love that one. I always <laughs> do that one. But anyway, so for disappointments, um, I guess I'm disappointed that I only got to see Mahomes for one drive because, you know, 
I wanted yeah. to keep that a uh, fun sucky sucky time going, and it just you know didn't happen. Gavin, um, I'm going to go on a really sad and I hope untrue disappointment. It's just the the heavy rotation of Travis Kelsey's snaps with the starters. I understand it's week one. I understand he's old, all of these things. But, like, I hope that that is just managing his reps in meaningless preseason games and not, like, um, showing us what's to come with Travis Kelsey this season. I hope that they're not watching him in practice being like, holy shit, this is a 60% snap guy just physically. I hope that that's not what we're seeing. Um his snap his snap rate with the starters on one drive did scare me though just because we rotated tight ends and got him off the field so much i think that's something to be leery of with a completely new wide receiver core too and i think if we looked at the games from last year you kind of noticed i think it might take a while for him to get into that game shape cuz like at the beginning of the year you're kind of like rotating him with Jody and Gray. And then at the end of the season, he's like running like 90% of the first, you know, run, running right. 90% of the snaps. So I, like, I think he's building up to the games. I, I, as they agree. Go along. I just don't want that. I don't want our most reliable and probably best receiving option. I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get, I get what you're saying. There. I, I get what you're saying too. So what about you beans? Um, so who I am sad about is the Chicago Bears grounds crew. That field was horrible. Holy Dude, that was crap. bad. Yeah. Wasn't there an Elton John concert like the two day or before. two before? It, there was. And, you Dude, know. so not to interject here, Beans, but to interject. I didn't know this, and this is probably where the Bears are going to move out of Soldier's Field. The stadium's owned by, like, the city. So, like, yeah. the grounds crew oh, is, like, the, the city, city grounds crew. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if no you... wonder that – dude, that field always looks like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I've always and thought no that, too. No fucking wonder it always yes. looks like shit because the, the city's paying for it, and they don't give exactly. a fuck. Exactly. Exactly. If you ever work in city government, you know that they don't give a fuck about sports. Just – Anyways. They, they got, like, some fucking, like, 50-year-old – like dude who hasn't given a fuck about football and usually your grounds years. crew your grounds crew are making pretty good money but if it's somebody who's operated you know through the city they're they're nickel and dime in that guy like yeah. it's yeah they they, they don't have the make, assets of what like you know the hunt family does to you know make the grass look pretty yeah dude like no offense to like the guy or the city or whatever but he, he's probably making like what like 10 10 15 bucks an hour i bet Probably probably fifteen bucks in Chicago, sixteen seventeen like, maybe. It might be like twenty, but that's like, like a high end. Yeah, he so, like he probably via city isn't like he's not a trained professional either. It's like kind of no. like, right. He's not a pro and he's getting paid like per hour. Like he yeah. Like that somebody dude, who that girl like they they're not doing shit for fucking golf courses. They're doing no. stuff for parks. Yeah, so it's it that's a little disappointing. I think this is why it's the big push to get their new stadium, but I don't oh, know. No. Oh well. Anyways, I'm glad, got, I'm glad I'm glad nobody got suck. hurt during that. So yeah. that, that's good. I mean, that's what the I was Bears. worried about. Was like that's what I was worried about. Was like somebody coming in and tearing an Achilles or something because of mm-hmm. shitty grounds. The Bears are lucky that that game took place after our poverty rankings. 
because in our minds we could have moved them down to absolute poverty. Dude, after seeing that field, like it that that, that field is in end of season form. That's dude, I know. And like, ah, dude, that's ridiculous. Like, that's just bad. Yeah, um, football fan, every, I'm disappointed. every team should have field turf. By the way, I I get everyone like loves natural grass and I love playing on natural natural grass, but like, dude, that shit gets torn up to fuck. Being just shaking his head. He does Do not like field it? turf. No. God. All right. Explain why you don't like field turf. Oh, boy. We'll worry about that later. Future battle. <laughs> Future battle. Yeah, I prefer playing on grass, but that shit gets torn up, Beans. No. Turf sucks. I know turf sucks. Field turf is, like, kind of okay, though. We should just invent invincible grass so it invincible. just, like, doesn't get torn up. You know what? Chris Hoopy <laughs> could keep Soldier Field in shape. Dude. Yep. For real. Anyways, all right, on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, for, for the uninitiated, as I open up my notes, Chris Hoopy did our high school field, and it was yes. immaculate. Let's considering yes. that Considering we played, like, three games, like, a week on that field, it looks so nice. Yeah. And if you saw it before he started doing it, it looked like fucking shit. <laughs> Let's, um... Go straight to the just rest of the preseason games and each give a person just one player real quick that we are impressed. All other games. Okay. All right. So all other games. I'm gonna take you guys to Pittsburgh. And you thought I was gonna talk about George Pickens? No. Fuck you. Mason Rudolph. Mainly. <laughs> no, not not him either. Mainly fuck George Pickens because I didn't draft him in fantasy. I drafted Chris Olave and Jameson Williams and Jihad Dotson, all of whom did fuck all this week. Doesn't matter. They only played, like, you know, a little bit. Gavin, you have a question. Shoot. No, I just, okay. Everybody on George Pickens, we've learned nothing new. He's beating out, like, shit third receivers right now. He's a very talented receiver. He's also the most likely receiver in this draft class to kill somebody. Like, <laughs> we don't know. Just- great hater. No, it's not a great hater. hater. It's just, like, the dude was called selfish by his own coaches, by his positional coach. He continues to get in, or gotten fights, got ejected from games. Like there's just all of these red flags, but everybody just focused on the fact that he had a torn ACL. Like there were characters. He pushed off on that catch. I don't care what anyone says. Yes. There's offensive pass interference all like, day, every day. It's not the talent of George Pickens that's the issue. You can't say like he fell in the draft, he was a value, whatever. Like, no, like he didn't just like fall in the draft and then like the character issues were wiped away. Like if he just runs over a human being because he didn't give him what he wanted at Taco Bell in like three weeks, then like we're just right back here to George Pickens being nothing and what could be. That's that's gonna be there with George Pickens forever. So I just gotta keep that out there. I had to get that out because the George Pickens hype. Pisses me off because he was never not talented. Tariq Woolen okay. had that clamps on him though. Hey, Continue the so. Red Sox are leading the Pirates five to nothing, gentlemen. Hey, this is a big day for Sam. Big sports day. Need the Sox to keep winning to make the playoffs. We didn't even talk about baseball at all this time. I am anyway. trying to load the uh, stats for the guy that I'm about to talk about. Uh, because I'm an idiot and I don't do any prep or leg work. I just show up here and talk like a moron. You can probably tell if you're watching this in living color. Anyways, no, in Pittsburgh, the guy I want to talk about is not the first string, not the second string, but the third string quarterback, the first round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to talk about Kenny Pickett, and I understand that Kenny Pickett 
is playing against guys who are third and fourth stringers and probably wouldn't even make some of the rock, probably wouldn't even started at some of the schools they played this year. But I do want to say, if I'm going to watch a guy who is a first round draft pick play against guys who he should be way better than, I want to see him be way better. And Kenny Pickett was way better than those guys. He went 13 of 15 for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Is that the greatest yards per attempt ever? No. But he is also playing with bum receivers himself. And he is completing those passes. And he's being efficient with it. And he did throw a game-winning touchdown. That was mostly... Um, the receive. That was mostly on the receiver. That was mostly... Right? Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, he's from USC. Uh, Rogers. Who's that guy? Not. I can't remember. I know he's from. He's um Tyler Vons. That's who it is. Oh yeah. So that that play was mostly Tyler Vons. It was also a dumb play by Tyler Vons because he should have gotten out of bounds, stopped the uh, clock because they were tied and they could just kick a game-winning field goal. But we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but no, Kenny Pickett looked good and like. Honestly, if uh, my first-round pick quarterback is going to play against third stringers, that's how I want him to play. Um, again, maybe a little bit better uh, yards per attempt or yards per completion, but whatever. It, it seemed like he was managing the game pretty well, and that ought to boost his confidence there for just even a preseason game to have a drive like that. I mean, to, for me, Kenny Pickett's like Ryan Tannehill, what, right, with a little less mobility, IMO. Um, and if he's Ryan Tannehill with the weapons the Steelers have on offense and the good defense, then they'll be fine. So, yeah. There you go. And um, I think it's an important time to point out too the like biggest question mark that we had coming into the draft and everything with Kenny Pickett was the fact that he held onto the ball forever in college. He's a fifth year senior, had like processing concerns, etc. Um, it was great to see in his first NFL game. Now, granted, Matt Canada's offense there is just kind of a lot of quick hitters and stuff. I don't think it was actually just all Big Ben. But, like, he got the ball. He got rid of it in a timely manner, managed the game. That Honestly, that was the biggest question, whether, like, he could actually just function at an NFL speed. And he showed that he can do that. Now, it's against third stringers. It's in the preseason. But that's, that is a big step for Kenny Pickett, that, like, his biggest negative – we've already seen him do like better than we would expect once. I I've seen enough from him to go from guy who didn't think he was going to be very good in the NFL to maybe this guy like is an NFL I, starter. I agree completely. Again, with I'm that. not so I'm still not sold. He's a fifth year starter. He broke like all the ACC records. He should be good, but it at least, I, I can see it. I can see, like, him just being, like, guy who completes, like... I, I can see him, like, being Tua, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I can see him guy who has a high completion manager. percentage and manages the game, and there you go. Like, he, yep. like he's, is he a franchise quarterback? Eh, maybe. Probably not. Are you going to give him a second contract? Eh, maybe. Probably not. But is he going to get you to the playoffs and give you a chance to win and not lose you the game? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, I don't know. Gavin, who do you got? So uh, my not Traylon Burks loser of this preseason, even though he was with the third string offense, but that's an that's actually a good thing that he was with the third string offense. Hey, and don't forget he was uh, doing on a punt. He was on the punt team too. Yeah, but let's not overreact to that or anything. Or just react. Period. Um, no, 
in all seriousness, um, Antonio Gibson might have had like one of the worst outings in preseason that like I can remember from a like a star player or a perceived star player. Um, you fumble a lot last year. You are like losing, not getting passing work that you're supposed to be getting because of a guy like JD McKissick. And like JD McKissick's fine, but Antonio Gibson at 22 years old is just better, um, or just should be better. Um, mm. So what do you do after all of those issues? You come out as the starter, the guy the coaching staff believes in. And I, I didn't even realize this until afterwards, but there were reports through camp that he'd also been struggling with ball security in camp already. Um, now that's very easy for people to come out and say afterwards. Um, but he did come out, fumbles in the preseason game. And then the terrible part about it was the way it was handled by the coaching staff because the coaching staff almost immediately puts Brian Robinson in. Brian Robinson plays fine, just replacement running back level, which is pretty much all they wanted with him, holds on to the ball, scores a touchdown. And then Antonio Gibson comes back out with the second team and like doesn't fumble, but still just doesn't do anything like to prove he was better than Brian Robinson. It was uh, for a player that is perceived as a star as like bad as a start to the season as you could expect or as I've seen. Yeah, he pretty much got benched and then on Monday came in working with the third team offense and right. doing punt stuff. And like you hear all this stuff where it's like, yeah, no, they're having all the running backs do that. And it's like, yeah, but all the other running backs are exclusively third down running back and rookie running back. Like, of course. Now, granted, they said he was running with the ones later in practice, so sure, I guess. But I think all this really does is reinforce the idea that uh, Washington just has no fucking idea what they're doing, and they're dog water. Yep. Now, who you got, Beans? Okay, so we're back to the Chiefs here on this one. Justin Reed is my takeaway. I know everybody's probably tired of hearing this and talking about it, but in my opinion, you have – somebody who can kick a field goal or a PAT like that, dude, security, job security, man. I just, so much harder to do with my left hand. So like, you know how like people say like Isaiah Pacheco's in the backfield or like Sky Moore's in the backfield during like uh camp. And then people are like, dude, shut up. It's just camp. They're just experimenting. See what they could do. Then Justin Reed kicks a field goal and there's nobody that's like pumping the brakes. We're like, holy shit. He can play safety and kick field goals. This guy's going to be taking over my home shop soon. Like Jesus Christ. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> no. Okay. No, that they don't the know. Okay. The dude that's, like, he kicked that's field the goals. Okay. but okay. But if Butker gets hurt in any game, that is a good resource to have for somebody who can just come in and make a PAT. That's all I give a I, shit about. I, I, I am with Beans on this. So Justin Reed being able to kick a PAT. Emergency. And, and okay. maybe like a 40-yard field goal is like a big plus. Yes. Right? Okay. But like people need to realize he is not taking Harrison Butker's no. job. But and the, if, Harrison reports- but- if Harrison Butker tore his ACL like – in the middle of a practice, like on a Monday, we'd have a new kicker in here by Tuesday. Like Justin Reed is not Justin Reed is not going to take over kicking duties unless it's in a game in an emergency. An emergency, right. exactly. Got because 
I, yeah. I was just going to uh, point out the fact that him kicking PATs doesn't actually make him a better safety as well. I think that's an important <laughs> thing to remember because I don't, I think that's gotten lost in the shuffle because nobody's like talked about him playing his actual position. Well, <laughs> they're not so. talking about <laughs> Dog, imagine if, imagine if Justin Reed came out, had like a fucking like uh Dan Sorensen game, but he kicked a PAT and it just got glossed over. Like no one gave a fuck about it. I like, I imagine so like I imagine people at like PFF just being like confused because like there's gotta be like scales to how stuff is graded. So like I mean like yeah, he made a PAT, so I guess his picking his kicking grade like goes up somewhere, but how do you compare a fucking kicking grade to like playing strong safety in the NFL? It's got like a one percent like <laughs> score but, in it or something. Yeah. That's that's how that's how no one gets a one hundred percent is because everyone gets a kicking grade in it. The the um it is important. I do I do understand that like having a replacement kicker on your roster playing another position is kind of like a little cheat code or would be really, really nice mid game. But let's see him play safety well first. No, I get Please. that. Now, dude, okay. Here two things. One. Um, I thought about this and thought about like eventually are position players going to like like is eventually kicking going to be like something where you're a position player that also kicks like justin reed and i think no because justin reed is a starter right and starters get hurt and you don't want to lose your starting safety and your starting kicker what i think could happen though is if you had like a if you had a guy who was like a corner like four or five or like a running back like three or four and that dude could kick, I think you could see something like that, right? Something nice. to where like they something to where they can like fill a roster spot and like I think, do a little bit of practice, but still yeah. can't. Like traditionally the NFL sets aside three players for that special teams role, long snapper, kicker, punter. But like if you don't have to have a roster spot for a kicker because your four string running back can kick and catch a pass and run like hell, then and I, I think it would I think honestly there's two positions that like would work perfect for this. The one is very obvious, your backup quarterback. If you have yeah. a backup quarterback and he can actually kick like a 50 yard field goal like fairly consistently and like an extra point like almost every time, there's like no point in having a kicker like take up a roster spot if your backup quarterback can do it. Right? Yeah. And your backup quarterback is probably not getting hurt. And if he has to start, you'll just sign a new kicker. Yeah, and then you're out just like or the other guy that I'm thinking about is like your fifth or sixth wide out. Like guy who wide receiver is inherently just less physical due to like rules and everything. And you're not you're you're getting tackled, but you're not having to do the tackling, like you're not getting blocked, like all that crap. So maybe I also I do think the actual like end game for kickers is someone who can kick and punt. And then you just sign one guy to do both. Yeah. I think, so, I think that's the natural conclusion eventually. I I think that that's all like super smart from an NFL perspective. I think that players that would be doing that would be stupid to fill that role for their teams. Cause like, and I'm just going to use Justin Reed as an example because we've just talked about him. But like, 
let's assume Justin like Justin Reed comes out the first three weeks and just has a blown coverage because he's been like not taking like all of the safety snaps because we've been like actually working on his kicking game. Like I don't want a player to like become a average kicker or essentially just replacement level kicker and then a worse whatever other position he is because then he's just below replacement at both. Yeah, no, I I get that. What I actually and that's why I said I don't think it would ever happen. Yeah. I think what ends up happening, like realistically, is you get a guy who is like a legitimate kicker, but can also do other things because he's like an actual athlete, right? I'm yeah. not saying Har- like Harrison Bucker is like really close to being an actual athlete athlete. Like he's a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking something like you find a dude, you find this kicker, he's like six one. He's actually like kind of fast, can actually kind of catch. Like we're talking about like good high school player, like solid high school player, but like way better kicker. So he goes and kicks and you can like use him like as your like emergency fourth string running back if you needed to. So that way you don't have to actually like sign an extra running back. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's more likely than like, oh shit. Like we have this position player that can kind of kick. I think it's an actual like, oh shit, like this dude was actually like kind of a two-star prospect in high school for like receiver, but he went to go kick. And so now he's an awesome kicker, but he has some receiving skills. And so we can just throw him out at wide receiver six or like we can throw him out for Hail Marys if we needed to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's more likely. It'd be like kind of what Johnny Hecker does. Like if Johnny Hecker like needed to play quarterback, like maybe, I don't know, probably not. He probably would suck, but you know. All right. I think that all this roster talk is a perfect segue into our next segment. Yep. We have, well, first we need to shoot off the cannons for the dead, right? Chiefs cut four players after the game uh, the other day. So, you know, I don't know, Beans, can you fire in a, a cannon sound like the Hunger Games after I read these names? Pew. All right. Actually, just make that sound after I uh, read them okay. off, right? <clears throat> Wide receiver, Omar Bayless. Wide receiver, Gary Jennings. Guard, Evan Kasizanariak. I love the anticipation. Cornerback and guy we traded a conditional seventh round pick for, which I'm assuming we're getting that seventh round pick for because he met no conditions, Lonnie Johnson. I remember Beans being excited about him. Moment of silence for the cut. Bow your heads. All right, moment over. (laughs) Gentlemen, after that, we are now down four bad players, apparently, except for Lonnie Johnson, who they just want to give extra time to get get going on, on finding a new team. But, you know, he just wasn't good enough to stick around extra weeks for us, apparently, so. We determined that the future seventh round pick was worth more than Lonnie Johnson, which I don't know what that says. Um, anyways, we're going to go in and we need to go looking at who we think is getting cut next on our preseason roster. Gentlemen, Beans has compiled a super awesome spreadsheet that I cannot access on my phone. So I'm just going to need you to read off some stuff for me, Beans. But. As I talk into this upside-down microphone, I am ready to ruin some dreams of some grown-ass men. Yep. All right, let's do this, Beans. You 
this is your segment. This is your idea. Let's get it again. Yep. All right. So three guaranteed players, you know, we're guaranteeing the special teams, long snapper, punter, kicker, James Winchester, Tommy Townsend, Harrison Bucker. So there's 25 offense, 25 defense. We'll go Allegedly. position. We'll go. Yeah. I mean, we could, you know, wiggle it. We can wiggle it back and forth if we want to, but like we'll go position by position, name the players and, you know, say yes or no. Keep her cut. Keep her cut. All right. So in our quarterback room, we got Patrick Mahomes, Chad Haney, Shane Bouchelle, and Dustin Crum. We're, we're cutting Mahomes, obviously. <laughs> um, no, Bouchelle right. and Crum are getting the fucking axe. Like, this is, this is easy. Kenny okay. will stay. I, I know Beans has Bouchelle down as a practice squad. I'm pretty sure he's been practice squad for a while. Um, he is on his second year. Yeah. yeah this so, is only, it only seems like he's been on the team forever because he was at uh, SMU and Texas forever. That's, right. that's yeah. right. But I think we'll keep him. Dustin Crumb's going to just go and sell insurance somewhere. But I, yeah, yeah he'll be pumping gas here in a couple up. weeks. Call yeah. it crazy. I want to keep both. We're not keeping three quarterbacks. No, on the practice squad. No, 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 no. Oh. I just want. We're not want keeping both on the practice squad. I want Pat Mahomes and Chad Haney. Put Shane Bouchelle and Dustin Crum on the practice squad. I no, no, low key want you them can both. Have that take. I want. I, I came onto the show and said Dustin Crum was my sleeper, and he played like shit. So I don't. I don't know what to tell you. He played like yeah, shit because his O line played like shit. If I don't give a shit if Mahomes, he, if he was good. The season's over. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Chad Haney is not leading us to like us. I'm thinking more futuristic terms. Like Chad Haney's gone next year. Shane Bouchelle can take that backup spot. Dustin Crum, you can keep him on the practice squad for a few I more years. I feel like we'll just sign a new backup quarterback. I think we're just as likely to sign Andy Dalton to like a one-year yeah, deal. I, than I think Dustin Crum is Shane below Bouchelle. replacement level quarterback. Just I, yeah, I, I like Crum. I would love for. Crum to come in the next preseason game, ball out before he goes and sells insurance. Because I like him. He was a good player at Toledo. Or was yeah. Kent State? He was, he was at Kent State. Oh, uh, was Kent State? <laughs> it was Kent State. Dude, all those Ohio schools are the fucking same. I don't give yeah. a shit. We Fuck can't Kent spend State, this much time on our four-string quarterback guys. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so no, this is too much. Those two so guys that, are either going to cut or practice squad. doesn't matter. Yep. All right. Running back room. We have CEH, Jet oh, McKinnon. Rojo, Isaiah Pacheco, Derek Gore, and Tyon Fleet Davis. So, all right, question. it's a shame that Tyon Fleet Davis is cut. Um, hopefully, he lands on the practice squad because he has an awesome name. But him and Gore are cut, and Ron Jones might also get cut. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else is fine, though. Is this what we would do, Beans, or what we think happens? What we think happens. Okay, so what I think should happen is I think Ronald Jones should get cut. Um. I don't disagree. I I don't know the money situation between him or Jarek McKinnon. Um, the problem is Jarek McKinnon can just do more than Rojo can. Um, Ronald Jones, you lose two million dollars in the guaranteed money. Uh, do you, what is Jarek McKinnon just like a free cut? If we, I think so. I think there's like a couple, like a couple hundred thousand I mean, guaranteed. Okay, uh, but, we got we got money to burn. I don't, I don't know. That's if, true. Okay, yeah, I'm. I, 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 I think, think we keep four running backs personally. I think I think Clyde yeah. is. I think we have seen Clyde get injured for two seasons, and Jarek McKinnon's not the picture of health either. That's so that's like, true, and that's fair. And Ronald, and Ronald Jones, just 
Ronald Jones does one thing really well. And like at the end of the day, if Clyde and Jarrett McKinnon are hurt, Ronald Jones can come in here and do that like at at replacement level or just above and like everything would be fine. Right. I mean, just we need that Daryl Williams short down guy, short yardage guy, like even though he wasn't able to accomplish that in the preseason game, I still think he could do that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I would rather Ron Jones take carries inside the five than Clyde. Like, yeah, call me, exactly. Like, call me a hater, but they have like the same burst, and one of them is like five six. So, like, yeah, I don't I know, agree. man. So, Clyde, Clyde's just not a good short yardage back. We've seen that. That's not a hot take. It's just reality. No, he's an inside the twenties guy. And look, yeah. if Isaiah Pacheco ends up just being a better short yardage back than. Uh, Ron Jones in practice and in preseason, then that's a license to like cut Ronald Jones and maybe keep Derek Gore or Fleet Davis. Please keep Fleet Davis, goddamn. Yeah. Yep. Um, or keep a different offensive player, like maybe an extra like tight end or something. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Pacheco would need to show that and Ronald Jones would also need to be fucking trash. So I think we keep all four just because okay. of depth. And then fullback, it's are we keeping that? Lock. Are we washing lock? Lock. All right. I think there's only three locks on this football team currently. It's Mahomes, Kelsey, and uh, the fullback Michael Burton. Because okay. Andy Reid, Andy Reid would <laughs> rather the heat death of the sun than not have a fullback on his roster. Yeah, I hate uh, that that's correct, but yes. I'm okay with having. I I like having a fullback on the roster. I do too. I I wish he did more than just being a fullback. I wish he was like a third string tight end, but the yeah. team's their own. So we'll move on to wide receivers because I feel like that's going to be the least controversial here. Um, so wide receiver room, you got a lot of names: Juju, Sky, MVS, Mikol, Justin Watson, Cornell Powell, Darius Fountain, Josh Gordon. Corey Coleman, Jerry on Ely, and the last two guys, they're dog water, so we're not even going to name them. Yeah. Well, right. there's four locks in there, right? We're, we're right. sure there's four yes, locks. Yes, there's four locks. Who's How the many wide receivers are we going to keep? Is usually, it be five or six? I mean, usually Andy Reid likes to keep five because I think there's going to be four tight ends. But so see, this, I, gets back, this gets back to my point of, if your fullback could do something else, then you don't need a yeah. fourth tight end. So I'd rather six receivers personally, but I think it's five. I think this year it's five. Historically, it's five with Andy Reid. If Andy Reid's always doing five, I I I'll go five because we're keeping the extra running back. Yeah. In yeah. this situation, so I mean, it, it's obviously we call MVS, Juju, and Sky Moore. Who's um, that what fifth I, spot? Who, yeah, is it just, who are, who do we got left? Justin Watson, Justin Watson, Doris Fountain, Josh Gordon, and Corey Coleman essentially is your fighting. All those fist. dudes are so god. I would rather there's got to be someone better in free agency. Like seriously, right? Like, <laughs> seriously, dude. Like I, I'm sorry to like your Justin Watson. Like no, yes, means- soliloquy, so soliloquy you went on earlier, but like. I don't, dude. That guy fucking stinks. I don't care. Beans, you're gonna fine. hate me for saying this, but I would rather cut Justin Watson and sign Will Fuller. Like, yes, I would too. Actually, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't well, hate that. So guys, why are we keeping? We'll, if Will Fuller is just steroids. out there, why are we keeping Justin Watson? Honestly, like there might be an argument for Darius Fountain. 
I, I just I want think, a dude that can play special teams well. And yeah, that's, whoever plays Justin special Watson teams the best teams. is getting the spot. And that's yeah. that's right. Dave Tobe is going to have this spot. He's always kept Marcus Kemp on roster for some godforsaken reason because he could play special teams. Okay, who's the best special go. teams guy then? It's not yeah. Josh Gordon, so Josh it's Gordon not, the axe. I feel like it's down to either Justin Watson or Darius Fountain. Like, those are your special teams Justin, receivers. Okay, did Justin Watson play special teams for Tampa last year? He did, yeah. Okay. Then, then it's him, I bet. I bet you yeah. it's him. I, that's that's my yeah, – really Dave Tobe has way know, too much say on this roster. I it, think that's who, where it's it going to go. whomever plays the best special teams. Yes, exactly. That's who's getting the spot. Doesn't Does not matter. Like, that's who will get it. And if he's, like, an okay wideout, then that's a bonus. All and right. that's why we're not getting Will Fuller because Will Fuller doesn't play special teams. None of the other receivers play special teams either. Yep. Except for, I mean, I guess McColl. Well, yeah, they can play returners, but not like. That, that doesn't count. We're talking actual special teamers. Right. All right, the tight end room. We got Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, Noah Gray, Jody Fortson, Matt Bushman, and Jordan Franks. Okay. Matt Bushman is an awesome name, and I really want him to make the roster, but. I've never heard of him until five seconds ago, so he's not. Unless you can play special teams. No. Beans, is Jody Fortson healthy? He is ish. That is where I'm at. That is where I'm at. I think he's going to be starting off on the pup, which he doesn't count towards that roster position on the pup. I I think as long as he doesn't count towards the roster, we'll keep him around. But if, like... If you're a fringe roster guy and hurt, and you're at a position where we have one of the best in the game, granted he's 34, like, and like, well, I like Noah Gray. Like, I do too. Like, Noah Gray's played like, well last year when he got the chance. Blake Bell's been here forever. I know he just got hurt. That year he went to the Cowboys. Well, yeah. Blake, you have Travis Kelsey, who's your elite tight end. You have your Blake Bell, who is a great blocker and your QB sneak expert. You have Noah Gray, who is starting to learn that Travis Kelsey-esque role outside, you know, he's not a good inline blocker, but he's learning that, you know, receiver tight end role. Yes. And he does fine at it. Like, he he, he yeah. knows his spacing really well. So those yeah, three he, are, like, just, my locks. Uh, hopefully Blake I, Bell is I think is the it. most likely tight end to get cut is between uh, Jody and uh, Blake Bell. Like, I don't think Gray's going to get cut, and obviously Kelsey's no. not. Yeah. I think it really just depends. I think it really depends on how much you value Blake Bell, right? Like, if Blake Bell, if you think you can get similar blocking from either of the other two guys, he's going to get cut, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just that it just sucks seeing somebody like a Jody Fortson slip, especially he could still be on the practice squad, but he could easily be snapped. I, and, I could just see something to where he's literally on pup for like half the season until and we get They can until, do that. Yeah, he'll just be on pup for the entire season until we get an injury and then he comes on. Like, yeah, that's probably I'd, what happens. I'd be okay. Put him on the well, half season. Like once up. someone's, dude, someone's going to suffer a season ending injury, you hope it's your fucking like, eighth string safety that yeah. for some, you're not keeping eight safeties on the roster you hope it's like your six string corner or something like that so but like then you can slide them just right in there but i don't know it that one's dicey i would feel i wouldn't feel uber great if i was jody i mean like you're just kind of on the bubble because you can only have 53 guys on the roster gavin why are you holding your head 
Um, I'm looking at our defensive depth chart. It's we don't look at that. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Yet. I, I just keep going. I'm just okay. We'll look panicking. at the, we'll look at the right tackle room. I'm actually, I'm actually really excited for these tackles, you know, um, Andrew Wiley, Lucas Niang and Darian Kennard. I feel like that's your locks right there for, yeah, right all tackles. three of those are going to be there. Yeah. So your guards now, your right guard, Trey Smith, Mike Caliendo and yeah, German. I don't know how you say his first name. Vitality? Vitality? Vitality, Anyways. German. Vitality. I think Trey Smith's the only one here because I feel like Andrew Wiley is your swing. You know, he can go tackle it's to guard. Darian Kennard. Darian Kennard is the same thing. to go inside out, too. Yeah. And Nick Allegretti. Like, you have so much offensive linemen here that are interchangeable. I feel like running one guard on the right side is fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I would I, I think who who Caliendo is a great name also, and it's a shame that he's just not going to make the roster probably. Uh, I also want to throw out with the offensive line, like uh, obviously one of the best offensive lines in football last year, probably going to be again this year. We've seen Lucas Niang for a couple years now and kind of just not lived up to hype. Um, Darian Kennard is just another guy, a third rounder that we can hope like, shows something because at the end of the day i don't think orlando brown's sticking around it's just looking more and more likely like we're just not going to have a tackle after either this next year or i mean shit maybe even halfway through this season we just get rid of them i uh we need to see something or it'd be great it'd be so fucking helpful if we could see like league average play from one of lucas niang or darian Kennard. exactly i i think what's most likely would be that Lucas Niang probably is just your standard backup tackle. Yeah. I, I think I think that's kind of something that – I think that's probably something that's going to happen. It would be nice if Kennard was, like, an above-average tackle. Because, I mean, he was an All-American at Kentucky, right? Like, yeah. yeah. No, he, he had – He was an All-American but being bad at football. And he probably would have been a higher pick if he didn't get hurt. So, I mean, like – I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe he's like 75% of Orlando Brown, which plays. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think there's right. a one right guard. Okay, center room. We got Creed Humphrey, Austin Ryder. Mike Caliendo also plays center. Um, I think it's Creed Humphrey and Austin Ryder. Yep. 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 Not even. Yeah, hard. that's. Yeah. Guards Joe Tooney, Nick Allegretti, and Evan Sikaski. That one's pretty yeah, self-explanatory. Yeah, Allegretti and Tooney. Yep. Yeah. Tackle, we have Orlando Brown. Maybe. Gar- Mary, maybe, maybe. Garen Christian, Roderick Johnson, David Steinsman, and Prince Tigo Winego. The, the rest of these guys are so worthless. I just want your guys' opinion on, like, Orlando Brown. How do you feel? What's going to happen? He's Go. here. Like, I, I think he plays the season. Yeah, he's I, playing I, I this season. I think it's as simple as he plays the remainder of the season, then we franchise tag him again, and we just are continuing. I mean, do you think dance. we franchise tag him again? No. Yeah, I, gen, I kind of do. It, I think that's too much money that the Chiefs don't want to. Yeah, handle. but you franchise tag him to trade him, not oh, to kind of like yeah. we did with D Ford. Yeah, like you, you're not franchise tagging him to keep him. You trade him for like a second round pick or like a third round pick or something. You get it, you get it, something for not letting him just go, and then you sign a vet and you draft a guy and just kind of do whatever. Yeah, it if he does really doesn't want to be here, and there's nothing that I, like we're seeing from him that says he wants to be here, 
I'm fine letting him walk, him get it. Because he's going to, if he plays, he'll probably play well enough that another team's going to give him a contract. Uh, we can get the compensatory third and just move on and not have a dude that, like, has just been nothing but bad press since he's got here. Yeah, and I mean, look, it just is the way that it is. Um, I hope he has one of the greatest tackle years of all time, but like doesn't want to be here so we can franchise tag him and get like a couple, like a second and a third one. I don't think anyone gives, no one would probably give us a first for him. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could weirder things have happened. Yeah. Yeah. We just are we putting in a lock for Orlando Brown and Garen Christian? Yeah. Who would, I I want Roderick Johnson to stay. But that's just an awesome name. Oh. If, if we're keeping five tackles, like I would I'd kind of rather Lucas Niang and Darian Kennard over Jerron Christian. And I don't care right or left tackle. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm trying to think of how many people we've kept. Because I feel like ten is kind of the max. So if we haven't gotten to ten, that then we're, let's at 10 sure. we're at ten. We're at ten with those 10. two. Yeah. Yeah, then let's just keep it there. I feel like 10 is a good number on the offensive line. It is. It really is. Usually Andy Reid sometimes runs nine, but I think this is the year where he might. Eight eight is the absolute mid. You you cannot go lower than eight. I mean, that's that's what's good about this offensive line, too, is so many people are interchangeable. Austin Ryder's played guard. Nick Allegretti's played center and both guards. Like, it's pretty good. Like you said, I think it's – I think 10 is good. I think that's a nice number. That puts so. us at 25, so that's that's good. Perfect. There we go. We solved the Chiefs uh, offense. offense. Defense. There we go. Defense. Gavin. We're at Gavin's yeah. spot. Gavin, which position do you want to start with? Let's just start um, on the left end, least, baby. Look, defensive tackle's fine. Let's start there. It's the least important, but it's okay. fine. All right. So we'll start with the interior defensive line. Derek Naughty, Chris Jones, Colin Saunders, Tershawn Wharton, Taylor Stallsworth. That's my guy. Danny Shelton, that guy's thick. Um, Austin Edwards and Matt Dickerson. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't give a shit who we keep after Derek Naughty and Chris Jones. Like, really. Yeah. The tackle is so replaceable in the NFL. After, I feel like Tershawn like, uh, is Wharton is probably going to stay. I, I know oh, we'll yeah. keep a couple, but if we had, like, three or four on our roster, I legitimately wouldn't give a shit. I think we probably only keep four. I feel I feel like it's four. Yeah, I got I, six highlighted. I don't. Want to keep I don't six. think we're keeping six interior defensive tackles. Yeah. I think you go and get a run-stopping defensive tackle off the fucking street on like your way to the stadium, and like get average play out of one defensive tackle spot. So my three locks are ter- four. I have four locks: Derek Naughty, Chris Jones, Colin, or not Collins, Tershawn Wharton, and Taylor Stallworth. I think his preseason and his camp has just been too good. They just signed Danny Shelton, who fits the prototypical Derek, you know, Derek Naughty sized body, thick yeah. nose tackle. Yeah. Colin Saunders, my opinion is they're too afraid to cut him. That's why they keep him. We're the fucking Chiefs. We can cut anybody. No, I, I, I think they're, like I think they're too chicken. I feel chicken. like you're bringing in Danny Shelton just to like. See if he's better than Colin Saunders, and if he's not, then he's going to get cut. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are too scared to cut them. I mean, 
We can do whatever I, we want here. I, I will I will mark it I however know. we want it. I, I would need to look at the rest of the roster, right? But I, six defensive tackles is a lot, B. That's too many. Like, that's I, a lot. I I would rather... How many does Reed normally keep on D, DTs? Yeah. Four or five? Yeah, six is too many, dude. Like, yeah. Danny... So, Danny Shaw is getting the axe. Can we can we agree at least on Colin Saunders? But I know they're going to be too afraid. To I, I don't him, even but, know. Like if yeah. Colin Saunders is like, how about I mean, we put dude, Colin like Saunders if, if, in the practice squad spot there? Okay. All right. That might, I mean that might That's work. Five. I, I just don't know. But like if there's if there's like six dudes, like we're cutting somebody else. Yeah. None of those dudes play special teams either. Yeah. No. So, so like I just feel like Chris Jones and Nadia, honestly. What could be crazy is, you know, you could trade a guy. Like, I mean, if Danny Shelton's, like, actually good, you could just trade, like, Derek Naughty or something. Yeah. Which, I'd like, would be that. crazy. But like, That would be yeah. crazy. All right, I mean, so think, we have five I think there. Jim, and Wharton are, like, the three locks, and then you're probably yeah. picking one or two from Danny Shelton, uh, Saunders, and guy that you like. <laughs> I'm uh, all for trading defensive tackles for literally anything. It's like trading a closer in baseball. They're actually not worth anything, but their value's inflated because they have saves as a stat. So let's keep five because Spags likes his defensive tackles. Okay. okay. I can and live with keep... five. Wait, do we yeah. run a four? We'd run a four three, right? Four three, four two, five hybrid, yeah. Okay, whatever. That doesn't matter. We need two defensive tackles so I can agree on five. Okay. I was going All to right. beat your head over a baseball bat <laughs> if you ran like a fucking three four and you're petitioning for five defensive tackles. <laughs> All right. I was pretty sure we ran a 4-3. Just need to make sure. Defensive end. I think Gavin's going to have fun with this one. All right. So defensive end, Mike Dana, Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, George Karloftis, Malik Herring, Joshua Kando, and Azur Kamara. Oh, that is bad. That's rough. That is rough. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you have Mike Dana listed as your number one, this is uh, an important Jesus. time to we point out that Carlos Dunlap just got here too. Like it was worse. <laughs> no wait, let me. So we have Karloff. This is a lock. Frank, Frank is Clark. A lock. God, Dunlap's he got a lock. Frank too. Could you imagine this room without Frank? Dunlap's a lock. I think Dan is a lock too. He is. That's four. It's like one I, of the dude, hardest. There's positions. no one else worth keeping. Yeah, I mean. Kando is a practice squad guy. Like I want to keep strictly. Kando if I could. Yeah. Herring, he, they kept him around last year. I think oh, they yeah. keep him Ooh. on the practice. Yeah, that guy. Ooh, I think they keep him again. Shot. I don't give a shit. I think they keep him on the squad. Cut. Not, Absolute not. Cut. You're getting the fucking axe beans because I said so. <laughs> so. And, yeah. This hurt. That this is hurt. rough. Please tell me you have some. Do we have any outside linebackers who can rush the passer? Uh, so actually, Leo. we talked about Willie Gay doing that or Leo Chanel. But Leo the Chanel could do that. Like, I don't want to start Elijah Lee at linebacker either. <laughs> oh, God. Elijah so, Lee is our other linebacker. Oh, Jesus. This- Beans, I thought you said this defense okay. was good. It is. Anyways. No. no, it's not. Shut the fuck up. All right. I so bastard. Are we keeping those four? That's our locks. Yeah. Those are our locks. Everyone else is in danger. Yeah. All right. So now let's move on to the LB room. So we have, let's start off with the weak side linebackers. Okay. We got Nick Bolton, Darius Harris, and Mike Rose. Just keep Bolton. He does, 
Yeah, Bolton's good. There, we're Bolton's gonna we're gonna go out here Bolton's and say fine. that we're keeping five. So okay, okay. linebackers. The, yes, that's okay. the typical Steve Spagnolo number. Well, I'm not keeping the other two, so Bolton. Yeah, Bolton's one. Can we agree though? Mike Rose looks like a dude. He had that cowboy collar on. He looks like a dog. I didn't watch far enough in the game to see that because I don't give a fuck about preseason. I like a hundred percent believe that like you can easily artificially increase your chances of making a roster in the NFL if you just wear more pads as a linebacker. <laughs> so just, sla- just slap the cowboy collar onto Nick Bolton, call it a day. Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. So right, who who are the middle linebackers that we have to choose from? Willie Gage, Willie nice. Gage, Jermaine Carter, and Jack Cochran. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! All so, right, so we got two people who are for sure making this roster. Yeah, Willie Gage. Yeah, this has got to be the this has got to be one of the most job secure like like positional groups. Like the, the starters are NFL. the starters are beautiful. After that, it's like I wouldn't bro, go, like I wouldn't go that far. Dog, Willie Gage, Nick Bolton could like fucking do an Antonio Brown and they wouldn't even get cut from this team. That's how bad these backup linebackers yeah. are. So I think the locks are Willie Gay and Jermaine Carter. That's you're up to three at that point. I Jack yeah, I'm not willing to make that assertion until I hear the other linebackers. All right, we can talk about the outside. Yeah, who Elijah are the other Lee, linebackers? Elijah Lee and Leo Chanel. Is and that I feel it? Like, I feel yeah. like that's yeah, that's our locks. Like I feel like Elijah oh, Lee. Okay, yeah, like, who, who are the other guys? No, that's it. That's it. That's, that's our linebacker. It. That's literally that's our, it. Okay, that's literally well, it. Sam, we got Elijah Lee off the street, and like he might be starting over Leo Chanel because rookie. Hey, K State baby, Ima. But then the I funny mean, part about that is like Leo Chanel, who can't beat out Elijah Lee for the position that he plays, might actually start at defensive end because our defensive ends are so bad. So he it. did. Leo Chanel did play with the third stringers and four stringers there at the end, but he also had a green dot, and you can only have one green dot at the on the field. So I think they were trying to make that manage with the whole green dot on the field thing. So I think they were just testing something out there. There's something to read into. I don't know. I do not believe you. Okay. No, I'm just, yeah. Spin a wheel for whoever the other fifth linebacker is. I don't, I don't give a No, I think it's Elijah Lee, Leo Chanel, Willie Gay, Jermaine Carter, and Nick Bolton. Those are your, I don't know what Jermaine Carter is. Just spin a wheel and that's who gets it. All right. Next. Thank you, right. next. I don't know, Sam. You don't want to go to the next group because I don't want to. I don't Which want to. Dude, this defense is terrible. I'll tell you, defensive tackle. I Corner. Mean, dude, okay. Like, I'm not like some sort of like, you can call me a casual if you want. I don't know who half these fucking guys are because like, I don't give a fuck about them. If if you, if you haven't like played in the NFL before, like, because these guys basically haven't. These guys are just, like, on the roster. If you're just on the roster of an NFL team, I don't give a fuck about you. And but the I really problem don't give with a that, fuck Sam, you. is you're talking about our starters. <laughs> no, I know who our starters are. No, I understand that. But our starters are, like, not – our starters at the linebacker aren't much better, in my opinion. Like, Elijah Lee is just not better than the guys behind I, him on the bench. So I will not stand for the Nick Bolton slander. Nick Bolton is actually, like, okay. good. In my yes. opinion, Nick but Willie Gay good. is like solid. I wouldn't the, say he's good. He's like solid. Elijah Lee went to K State, so I'm not gonna do- dog on him at all. But the, the positive thing about the linebackers is 
Chiefs run three linebackers maybe 10, not even 10% of their snaps. Right. That's always, many percent of their snaps. Nick, Nick Bolt, so, Willie Gay is a solid two on a four. Yes. Yeah. Like we should never deviate your, from three linebackers. Sure. Do we have a safety who can like walk down and pretend to be a linebacker? Brian Cook. Yeah. There you go. I, and yeah. So, I actually, I should be less. Solved. I should be less mean to our linebackers because that's, I should save that for our cornerback room here. All right. All right. Let's not the cornerback room. All right. Let's save them. Okay. Do we want to go one side to the other? No. There's two. There's three starting corners. So. All right. We're we're cutting this down to like six, probably, right? Yeah. You could do five or six. Six because we we, can find six. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go. We got our. Here's our locks, though. Here's our locks. So Jerry is Steve. McDuffie. That's it. Yeah. Rashad Fenton's a lock too. Rashad Fenton's pretty much a lock. Like yeah. he's been hurt, but I think he he's been healthy the past couple days. I think he's got that spot. Rashad Fenton also made one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in the 2019 AFC Championship game. And I've hated him ever since. But here's, he had a good season he's last a good, year. So like, yeah. And he's here's a good, the problem though. Legarius Sneed is solid. Hopefully Trent McDuffie's good. Hopefully Rashad Fenton is like average. Hopefully both those guys are average. But like, they're starters. All, all three and of them, all three of them are slot corners. They're not boundary corners. That too. That's a yeah. very very big problem. And then like we're an injury away at corner for starting some dude that's just like should be on a crappy. Uh, we're 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 that's a the room. away from throwing Orlando Scandrick and pink hair Javius Ward out there again. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we have Lajarius Sneed, who's who's. Pretty good, and uh, Trent McDuffie is a first-round pick, and Rashad Fenton is a nice slot corner. All right. Um, who else is on this godforsaken roster? My thoughts are Joshua Williams. I don't he, care what your thoughts are. I just need you to list them out, and if I've heard of them, they're making the roster. Joshua Williams is going to make it. Is that the where? Where's he from? Is he's not the Washington State quarter? Is he? he was, he's the Fayetteville guy. Oh yeah, right. that dude's small school. He'll make it. I I agree with Beans. He's going to make it. Jalen Watson. I don't know. Jalen guy from Washington State, right? The Washington State guy. He's the six round pick. Fuck. He he had a pretty good game though. Like he's slow as fuck, but he might he's a little it. slow. He'll probably make it because it's one and a half. DiCaprio Boodle. We have low wait, standards. Wait, Sam. what? Repeat that name real quick. DiCaprio Boodle. Dude, we gotta keep that guy. I don't give a shit. He can play special. He was teams. on the. I think he was from Nebraska. So I don't give a shit where he's from. That's an awesome name. Um, if you're Nazi, suck, you have to have a fun name. Yeah. Nazi Johnson, Brandon Drainridge. Florida guy. Wait, is Nazi Lamons. Johnson the guy from Marshall? Yes. Oh, okay. I Brandon, bet that ends up on the practice squad. He was last year. I think he will again. Like I don't know. There's got to be no, Nazi Johnson. Like, he's a Nazi? rookie. He's a rookie. Never mind. Yeah. Beans. I don't think he's not We drafted him in the seventh round. We're not going to take him. Anyways. Do you regret not going to get um, the Giants, James Bradbury? Absolutely not. No, Anyways. Oh, my God. Three good quarters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so after Najee Johnson, who do we got? Najee Johnson, Chris Lamont. I swear to God, if Dave Toast takes Chris Lamont because of special teams, I'm going to be so freaking pissed. I would rather have him for special teams because not like these other guys are worth a damn anyways. 
I feel like they're better for the special teams than what Chris Lamont. At least they'd be a little bit better at coverage than what Chris Lamont's can puke no, out. What do you mean coverage for special teams? All you do is fucking gun. No, him. no, no, no. Coverage for defense and then put him in for special teams. Like I feel yeah, like, but like if he's a special, if he's better at special teams, then why wouldn't you just keep him for special? It's a third of the game, Beans. It's really not a third of the game because it really, it's really, really has not. It, like okay, this is a little soapbox thing. Special teams is very important, but there's. Special teams are probably like 10% of the game when you really break it down. The numbers and like, snaps. It's and, very yeah. important, and it is like a third of the game. And like the 10% like completely outweighs the average impact yes. off that offense and defense has on a play-by-play basis, obviously. But like it is like only about 20 plays of a game. <laughs> So we need I six. I think the five are Trent McDuffie, Rashad Finn, Legarius Need, Joshua Williams, and Jalen Watson. I think Watson makes it. Like I think we keep six. I think it's the five that you named, and I bet you we keep a what's his nuts for special teams. Lamont's? Yeah, I bet you we keep Lamont for special teams. God, that makes me sad. You're right though. I, I, know, I know, and it's Rashawn Slater is right. fucking trash, but he's a Pro Bowl special teamer. That's how he keeps his job. Yeah, he's good right. at it. Like, dog, come on, man. Like, we keep a kicker and a punter on a fucking roster. We don't need a kicker and a punter. I'm sure Harrison Butker can just punt just fine, but we keep him for specialists. I bet you he makes it. All right, that Gavin, what six. is what are your thoughts? I I. Literally don't care if we got a dude off the street and kept the four corners. I there's once you're below replacement level, just like by definition, I don't give a shit what we do with you because you're below replacement level. Just hey, go replace him. Above replacement level on special teams, he's gonna make a roster spot. There you go. All right, safety safety room. We have Juan Thornhill. Actually, let's. Yeah, we'll do all the safeties. Juan Thornhill, lock. Yes. Justin yeah. Reed, lock. Yes. Well, actually, so um, I don't know because I heard that Harrison Buckner was trying out at safety just to, um, you know, <laughs> put some uh, inbuilt squad competition. Okay. I forgot to say this earlier. If the Chiefs are up by like, like 28 points, like in the fourth quarter, or like 27 points, I guess it would be. Would, would they have the fucking nuts to send Justin Reed out there for like a victory? Absolutely. Victory cigar PAT, like they did with fucking, in, like they did with the uh, Dunterry Poe throwing that touchdown against con- the Broncos. His next contract's gonna have kicking incentives in it. Oh my god, dude! Honest to god, like straight up, if like let's say we lose to the Raiders the first time and like Josh McDaniels like talking a bunch of shit. And if we get up by like a shit ton and we're kicking a pee, dude, he's gonna send him out there. Absolutely. And Andy Reid, I feel like Andy Reid isn't like an instigator, but like he's a finisher, right? He's he's <laughs> like, low key and, petty like that. And Andy Reid is like petty. It like probably holds grudges. Yeah. And if you like fuck around with him, like if Brandon Staley like does some fucking shit and like the Chargers win like the first game against us, you and we win that next game, but like. Um, especially if it's prime time. If we win like a prime time game, we're up by like 20 points, like with two minutes left in the fourth. He's r- he's running Justin Reed out there to kick that PAT. Brett, Brett, Brett Veach would not want anything different. He would no, want that. I, I'm there for that kind of petty. I'm not there for Andy Reed to fucking like talk shit in the fucking media and like insight shit, but like I'm here for him to finish. 
All right. So we have two locks. Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed. Might as well just throw Brian Cook in there, too. Brian Cook. Brian Cook's going to gonna take over the – He's going to have to play that. linebacker anyways. <laughs> He's taking yeah. over that Dan Sorensen role that, you know. God, he can't do much worse. Yeah. Deion Bush, Devin Key, Zane Anderson, and Nasir Greer. I think there's four four locks there, and I don't care about the rest. But those are a very good four for safety. I do. Yeah. I agree. that Deion Bush is a very good backup safety. Like, Yeah, I I think we could put Brian Cook to linebacker like part time and be just fine with it. Or even what are the odds that like, we just use him as a hybrid and we keep someone like Najee Johnson? To like, cause wasn't he a safety in college? He was. Yeah, he played safe. He he did it all. Like he was just. So yeah. that might be something to where like we keep two hybrid guys like that right. and may and maybe I mean if Najee Johnson can play special teams, then I think we keep him and his versatility over. What's his nuts? I don't Chris, remember his Chris name. Lamont's. Chris Lamont's is also facing some legal issues, so that might uh, also. Ah, yeah, he's axed. He's axed officially. Okay. So also, I'd bad. like to like laugh at the point that Beans made earlier that uh we have four slot corners, and then it's like, well, at least we have a deep safety room, so we can move some of our safeties down to slot corner. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're just a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Maybe we're, we're like not as jags. We're like the Jags offense, but on defense. No, it's uh, it's like Brett Veach was playing Madden, and like his uh, uh, scheme fit is slot corner, so he just fully draft slot corners. <laughs> oh Jesus, ah, good shit. So, I wish Madden, I wish yeah. Madden was smart enough to like break it down like position by position, so it'd be like outside corner, like slot corner. Slot, I yeah. I really, God, that'd be so nice. Yeah, can um. Uh, yeah. So what are some overall takeaways for you guys from just the uh, roster as a whole? Now that we just kind of our went linebackers fucking suck. That's my takeaway. <laughs> um, a lot of the roster is a lot better than I thought it was in a lot of places. Just in general, I don't think it's a very. I think the roster is very like mid. Like I, overall, though. I I agree with that. I want to like. Could you guys imagine? And like we would have approached free agency differently and all that. Whatever. Could you have imagined if we didn't trade Tyreek Hill and like didn't bring in Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, Leo Chanel? Like I know it wasn't all that, but like we brought in so much defense this year and it mm-hmm. still looks that bad. Yeah. That's I kind think, of a concerning thing. Uh, you would have hoped that we, we wouldn't have signed MVS and yeah. Juju, well, maybe not Juju, but we don't, we, you would have hoped we spent MVS's money on something defensive wise. Right. Well, that's that's that the case. funny thing to me is like, I uh, if Sky Moore is really lighting up camp and you have a receiver that good as your fourth receiver or like just should be starting over McColl Hardman, like let's just I don't let's instead of having McColl Hardman or MVS or however high up on the wide receiver depth chart you want to go and slide everyone up a spot, let's put that money where we need it or needed it which is essentially what you're saying, Sam, but yeah, it's, yeah, it could be not great for the first half of the season at defense. Yeah. That defense is young. Uh, young, young teams get better as time goes on. Oh my God, guys. In our, in our division. So yeah, I know all those teams, all those teams have really good rosters, especially the the Rockets and Chargers. The way I see this is it's the fountain of youth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
we're relying on a lot of young talent here because only nine of our players are on their second contract on the defense. Only nine have received a second contract. Actually, it might be eight. I'm not sure if Derek Naughty ever re- – no, Derek Naughty did get re-signed. Man, I'd, I'd feel a lot better with the second contract, uh, James Bradbury, but <laughs> I'm going to be better about so that forever, bad. Beans. Yeah, <laughs> you're never – dude, if James Bradbury, Bradbury goes out and has like an all-pro or pro bowl season, you're never going to Okay, so James Bradbury – average. James Bradbury goes out and has an all-pro season – what do you do if Trent McDuffie, Legarius Need have also the same results? Okay, if we if Trent McDuffie and Legarius Need put up all pro seasons, then we're gonna fucking win a Super Bowl. Yeah, being like, I need you to take us. But to like, t- at the same time, though, we then have three all pro corners on one. Let's team. be honest, though, you never get three all pro corners. Yeah, on I know the you don't get three all pro corners. <laughs> Means I need you to take a statistics course and then get back with me. Dude, <laughs> holy shit. If you had three all-pro caliber corners with Chris Jones rushing the passer, oh my fuck. But Dude, it'd be it's, so easy to play defense. This is like, the it, Steve Spagnuolo. So the sad part is this is the Steve Spagnuolo way. They don't invest in corners because they believe in pressure up the middle. The sad part is our edges are not giving pressure up the middle, so it's kind of scary. <laughs> Yeah, we need we need a legit edge guy, and I think that's kind of what we need to invest in next year. Uh, one of the Carl good things about, is that guy. You hope he is, but yeah. Carl Loftus to me feels more like a great number he, two. He feels like Frank in the sense of like what he's supposed to be, where it's like, ah, yeah, this dude's like a B, like to B plus pass rusher, I agree. and he's like a B to B plus, like he's a really solid all around player. And he's, like, really big, and he takes up space. And it's like, yeah, like, this dude, like, could make, like, a Pro Bowl or something. But, like, he he feels kind of like Jadavian Clowney in that sense. Like, without the hype, where it's like he might never put up, like, the really good sack numbers that you want. But, like, he'll be a good run defender. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, a, Clowney, he'll be just, he, he's a technician. Yeah. If you got a guy like Jadavian Clowney at pick 30, then you're like, oh, yeah, like, this guy's pretty good. Right. Yep, I concur. Uh, I don't know. Maybe George Karloffis ends up getting, like, fucking 20 sacks this season, and then I look like a fucking jackass. I hope so. Do it, George. Yeah. Come on the pod also. I will at least say one thing. Like, if we're going to lose our whole – or lose Tyree Kill and, like, go through some – I'll just call it transition on offense, at the very least, we have uh, one of the best Mm -hmm. offensive lines in football – like, I don't even need to talk about Mahomes. Like, I think um, Andy Reid's an offensive coach. I just trust the offense to be fine no matter what, and they're going to be better yeah. than fine. They're going to keep us in games that our defense is trying to keep us out of. So that's that's the one, like, trump card that the Chiefs just have, right? Yeah, and I think I think you have a lot of – a lot of dudes who fit specific roles on that offense. Yes. It's like, you know, MVS is going to go run deep. McCall Hardman's going to take some of the gadgety stuff from Tyreek. Juju's going to play the slot. Kelsey's going to do Kelsey stuff. And Sky Moore's going to fill in where he can. And, yes, you're going to mention that Juju does the exact same thing as Kelsey. I'm sure of it. No. No? Okay, go no. for it. I was uh, – so we can move on after this. What are, What is going to piss you guys off more this year? We know that they're coming. 
um, complete just blown coverages from our cornerback room or dropped 75-yard touchdowns from MVS? Which one's going to, like, piss you off more? It, it's going to be game by game. So, like, if it's we're winning definitely... a game. Yeah, if we're winning a game, it's going to be the corners. If we're losing a game, it's definitely going to be MVS. Yeah. It's I, the MVS. I feel it like just it's depends the MVS on what the score no is. I'm just mentally like, preparing myself. I think MVS will just piss me off more no matter what. The, here's the thing, right? And we'll move on after this. I, I hate to be that guy, but, like, I have to. MVS has been a starter for the Packers for, like, two seasons now, I think. The past two uh, seasons. Full-time starter, yes. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has won the last two MVPs, right? Like, yeah. dude, MVS was, like, MVS is fine. MVS has been, like, receiver. fine and, like, mid for, like, those last two seasons. And just because Patrick Mahomes is – like, you can say whatever you want about Patrick Mahomes being better than Aaron Rodgers, but, like, it doesn't get much better than back-to-back MVP quarterback play for, like, a situation for you, especially when there's a dominant wide receiver that's, like, completely commanding coverage. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that like, and, like, keep going, Sam. Yeah, MVS is going to come in. He's going to catch 700 to 800 yards and, like, three to five touchdowns, and, like, that's it. And people are going to be like, well, why do you pay him so much money? And it's because he's tall and he can run fast. That's it. Agreed. And I, and last thing, we can move on. Um. <laughs> If, if, if MVS if MVS like hits his ceiling, which I'm just gonna consider his ceiling 800 yards in a contract year, because I I would argue it's like a thousand yards in like five day touchdown. I mean, sure, like, but like in a contract like year, he could only muster 800 yards with Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. I I get that. What I'm saying is is like that. There's more like targets available, if that makes sense. Like the Chiefs pass more, and oh, like they yes. don't. Okay. They yes. don't actually have a number one receiver. Like, the yes, Travis Kelsey is a number one receiver, but like Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey good. doesn't command to Patrick Mahomes what Devonta Adams commanded to Aaron Rodgers. If that makes yes, sense. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. with that. So like, I, I could see like a thousand yards because he gets a lot of big plays and big weeks some week. Like he could. He just do something where he has like 150 yards like four times in a season or something and catches a touchdown each of those games and the rest of it's like whatever you need to average for that. Right. I uh I just basically wanted to say that if you exclude Juju's like 1400 yard season because we've just never seen that, there's no reason that we should expect that. You basically need a career year from all of our receivers to just equal what we lost in Tyree Kill and everyone else. So we'll do it on the aggregate, baby. Yep. Yep. But no, uh, take us away, Sam. What's next? I think we all know what's next. We talked about the Chiefs entirely too much, and now we need a breather. Beans, make us think for a little bit. What's your thought-provoking moment of the week? It can't get any more dysfunctional than what we had uh, last week, by the way. So. (laughs) All right. So what is your favorite section of the alphabet? Elemental P, baby. That's a solid. Bro, it rolls off the tongue. I don't know. H-I-J-K is pretty good. Like, hi, J-K. You're telling me that H-I-J-K rolls off the tongue better than Elemental P? I mean, Elemental P is cool, but like H-I-J-K, it spells out a word. You know, like, hi, just kidding. You know? Here's I'm going to go with Y and Z because it's the only two, uh, string of le- uh, letters that has another word in between it. 
Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. Here's what I'm going to say. I remember Mr. Hornung telling us a story about his daughter when she was learning the alphabet. And she thought, you know, she didn't think H-I-J-K uh, was one word, but she thought Elemento was one word. See, I always thought Obviously. the same thing. I yeah, always so that's how you know thing. it rolls off the tongue better. It's the flowiest part of the alphabet. You know, you're not you know, yep. coming in like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, Elemento, P. Yeah, there's actually 19 letters in the English alphabet. Exactly, until you're like nine. And then I'm like all saying, of them are like flow. All of them are like three like letters long, and then it's like W X, Y and Z. Yeah. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? Maybe that's my favorite part. Like the yeah, expedition yeah. Afterwards, I don't know, but ABC is a good start. You know, like it's a good kickoff. Yeah, like Michael Jackson already did that. I mean, like <laughs> do you like ABC because it's the beginning. Do you like it because it flows? Or do you like it because of ABC easy one two three easy as do ABC one two three you and me that that sound bite getting cut yeah that's I'm saving that note right yeah, there good call it's fine I'm a great singer I don't give a fuck what you do I sing a mean brandy you're a fine girl oh I sing a mean, that used to bro. be my that used to be my alarm clock when I'd wake up. How did that wake you up? That song's so mellow. No, it's not. The what? Dee, 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 I love that, that song. I know that, song, that, part uh, would, that part was the part that would wake me up was the high-pitched doo-doos. Yeah, that, that would wake me up. It was, a good, it was a good way to start off your day. It is a good way to start off your day. Um, I also sing a mean brown-eyed girl when I'm in tune. Oh. Yeah, that's my, that's my go-to karaoke song. I'm taking up your thought for a moment. What's your go-to uh, karaoke song? Oh. Like, if, if Fate of the World, like, no, not even Fate of the World. This question doesn't necessarily apply to, like, anything. But, like, you're on a, like, pretend, cast your mind back. You know, you're, like, trying to impress this girl or something. And you got to rip out a fucking heater at karaoke, right? Like, what are you choosing? Obviously, if she has brown eyes absolutely going brown eyed girl but Ooh. i think if you're looking for performance out of me like good performance ripping one out part of me wants to say um day the music died but that's all oh, that's a good one for karaoke. Mm-hmm. and everyone everyone can rip that song out that song's an, I, right. incredible but uh, I think it's Brown Eyed Girl for me. There's a couple other songs that I kind of can do. Rockstar. Oh, my Nickelback? Yes. Yeah, that's a heater. That's, that's a heater. That's a fucking heater, Beans. That, yeah. That, you can't If, if I had the one. pipes for it, I'd be going with um, In the End by uh, Lincoln oh, Park. Oh, Lincoln Park? Yeah. <laughs> because it's a Lincoln, it's a Lincoln Park summer every fucking summer. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> Gavin, what are you ripping out? What's the heat? Um, so I gotta go with my just normal go-to because like aliens invade, I gotta sing something to save the human race. The aliens swing to, sing to Sweet Caroline too. Like it just <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> that's right? a good one. Like, Sweet Caroline, good they're one. gonna they come here. Humans don't deserve to live. You sing Sweet Caroline and like okay, like they got so, something to live for. Dog, here's the thing. I don't actually know like most of the lyrics. To Sweet Caroline. 
You know what I mean? Whispering. No, but like beans, like for the most part, no, I'm like, whenever I hear the song, I'm in a bar, so I'm drunk. But you get the word. All I know is like, no, but it's like, I know like, hand, touching hand, reaching out, touching me. God, we're about to crash so many parts. Sweet Caroline. Like, I know that part, but like yeah. the stuff that Neil Diamond sings in between, like I don't give a shit about that. But if you're in a bar, Sweet Caroline definitely gets the crowd like. Yeah, no, yeah, it's no. that's what it's all so, about. Like that's a good pick. Um, if you're trying to get the bar, another good one that would just be Heater is uh, Country Roads. <laughs> oh God, did she hear me sing? No, I have my head. Country there, Roads is a good uh, one. I got pipes, bro. I don't care. I'm a <laughs> Country good Roads is a very good pick, Sam. Okay. The last one. This is actually the one that I think I might go with, right? <sighs> Dude, I can't believe I'm about to say this. This song, because this song is super easy. Like, there's no high notes. Like, there's less words, right? And I'm going to wait till Beans can hear this to, like, say it. He's getting... <laughs> you, you, is your whipping done, boy? <laughs> she just got okay. home from work. Oh, nice. Don't learn me today. Um, but anyways, I think the uh, this is the song I'm gonna choose, right? Because Brown Eyed Girl has a lot of words in it, and it's like harder to do. And you know, you get the prompt too. But I'm going with Never Gonna Give You Up, but freaking uh, what's his nuts. I'm fucking oh. rolling everyone. Dan Astley. Yeah, that's a good one. Or Mike Astley. I don't remember. What, Astley. That's what Astley. I'm going with. That song is like so simple. It's like three minutes, and like everyone knows that song is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Good pick. All right, I completely hijacked your segment, Bean, so you can hijack my hot takes section, I suppose. Yeah. What's your guys' hot take of the week? Well, you go oh, first. I hijacked yeah, yours. It's up to you, Beans. Oh, okay. Uh, my hot take of the week is uh, comedy is special. I love comedy shows. Um, don't ruin it. That's that's all I got. You know, like people ruin comedy and it really pisses me off. Yeah. Like, like how so? Like, you know, like it's sad when like Dave Chappelle has to do like locked phones before you can go into his segment. Oh, because I, get, yeah. I get what you're saying. He, because people ruin him because I hate that. Just enjoy comedy for what it's worth. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I love Weird. comedy specials and watching them. Enjoy the art and their ability to make jokes, and you have the choice of either watching it or not. And, it's amazing yeah, that the human that. race, like, would prefer – people in the human race would prefer to, like, tear apart something that is currently making them laugh and, like, yes. adding value to their life and they are enjoying, but then would still, like, make the conscious decision to, like, I'm going to ruin this. Comedy is supposed to hurt your feelings, and that's what makes it funny. I, I think the best kind of comedy is when you, like, are exposed to what you know is true. Mm-hmm. And it, like, leads to, like, that outlandish conclusion, right? Yes. And, it, and it's really more of just, like, a whole oh, shit. Like, I mean, that's why George Carlin is so funny. Yes. Is because, like, he'll he'll say shit about, like, oh, yeah, like, you know the but like both of the political parties are bad like they're both like corrupt 
and like they they're the two sides of the same coin you think about it, it's like wow yeah that is that is kind of true yeah but, yeah no that's that's all i you know hot take of the week is comedy is special comedy is it. special i i yeah. think comedy subjective too like i mean yeah. not everyone has to like it but i guess yeah like, i don't know it, it depends on the joke too and I don't know. And there's, also, there's like, weird gray areas with it in terms of stuff. Like, if I went up and said, you know, I go up and, like, say a joke and, like, I actually, like, mean shit and, like, say some derogatory stuff, like, there, there's that weird line where it's no longer joking. But, like, it, yeah. I think that's kind of where people get lost in the sauce for that. Yeah. You know what's not subjective? Trailing Passing down. Oh, okay. Passing down. <laughs> are passing down <laughs> by definition it is when you come out and throw the football so the like caveman one brain cell level thinking that has just like taken analysts to the like world that only third down is passing downs in today's nfl boggles my fucking mind more than you guys can possibly understand like perfect examples here and, like, I was actually going to come on here and talk shit about Jonathan Taylor. Um, but then I decided not to because this pissed me off even more. Guys like Jonathan Taylor, guys like Joe Mixon that just, like, play first and second down. It has nothing, like, sure, third and long, like, happens. And, like, you got it's obvious passing down, yes. But, like, for teams that pass 60 to 70% of the time, maybe not the Colts, but the Bengals especially, if you're passing 60 to 70% of the time, doesn't, First and second down have to be some of those pass plays. Like, are people just, like, not drafting Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins because, well, the Bengals only pass on third down. So, we uh, we can't have those guys. When it boggles my fucking mind. It's just <laughs> passing, like, a running back that plays first and second down only. That does not mean that they don't get passing downs. When they are out there on first and second down and it's a pass play, they're not just like, fuck, we're playing with 10. Like, we're just out. <laughs> like, I don't understand why the coach called a passing play with only 10 players on the field. Is that, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Bengals fans wanted to put Zach Taylor's head on a pike because he, like, ran it every time on first down to the point where teams, like, were keying in on it. It's like, dude, You've late, got to run some fucking play action or but something. But late in the season, when they started throwing the ball more, because this is the part that, like, and, like, full transparency, like, I own Joe Mixon and, and like, a couple leagues, and, like, I can't, like, it, I can't fathom when people tell me, like, I'm worried because they're going to pass the ball more. Like, they're not just going to take Joe Mixon off the field on first and second down because it's a pass play. Like, Bro, they were already passing more at the end of the season, like you that's said. That's what I'm saying. And he was out there catching the ball more. It's just like, and this goes to Jonathan Taylor too. Naheem Hines plays third downs. Like he, they just do that third and long. Naheem Hines is in there. That's his role. He's really good at it. He's a great receiving back. They don't like say Jonathan Taylor, you're off. It's first and ten, but this is the one that we're gonna pass this time. So you're just out of here. It's a passing down. Like. No, Jonathan Taylor's out there running. Uh, he's a probably going to catch way more passes with freaking Matt Ryan, too. I think people just don't uh, even, people don't even like grasp that concept. It's like, oh my God, Matt Ryan loves throwing to his fucking running backs. No, no and uh, no, like another player, just like Josh Jacobs, like, yes, he's off the field on third downs, but he caught 60 passes last year because there was other, other players were hurt, but also they passed the ball on first and second down a lot, too. And he was just outrunning a swing pass and caught it. We just 
passing downs are what they are. It's a passing league. First and second downs are passing downs too. Stop being downest. Okay. <laughs> Stop being downest. Uh, I feel I better. Be an upper. I feel I feel right. a little better. That's- so I am on my hot take, admittedly biased because I'm currently watching this show. Um. So I don't think have I told you what show I'm watching, Gavin? I think. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, you know where this is going then. Um. I, I'm not here to say this is the best, like, sports show ever made, right? But I'm here to say this is, like, the most entertaining sports show, like, of all time. I watched the show when I was in high school, like, just graduated high school. And I'm watching it now, like, seven years later. And Blue Mountain State is so goddamn Oh, funny. yes. I, I love Blue Mountain State so much. It's so stupid. And I oh. I came home yesterday and watched, like, seven or eight episodes. And I don't binge anything. I you. I normally, like, come home, take a shower, watch, like, an hour's worth of YouTube videos or something like that, and play Xbox. And yesterday, it got flip-reversed, man. I watched, like, eight episodes of Blue Mountain State yesterday, and that show has aged horribly, but it's still funny as hell. I thought you were going to come on here. I saw your little notes, and I was like, if he says All-American is the best sports show, I was like, I'm going to baptize you. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, that Netflix? No. Yeah. You don't even have Netflix. Fuck Netflix. You know what? This is my other hot take. Fuck Netflix. Their shit isn't even good anyways. No one would have Netflix if Stranger Things wasn't on there. Shit's crap. I don't give a fuck. I'm not paying for that. Good, good. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But anyways... Blue Mountain State is literally one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And I do like, like I do like me some Blue Mountain, some Dad Castle. They're doing the oil, the oil change episode. Oh my god, that classic. is the only episode I ever think about when somebody says Blue Mountain State. I immediately go to the oil change episode. That that episode is a. I showed Aaron that episode over the weekend, or not yeah. that episode. I showed him the first three. Yeah, like the first one's good, the second one's whatever. But the third one is... You can tell when they started making their money. Yeah, you really can. The third one is the uh, Pocket Pussy episode. That episode's awesome, hilarious. He was literally about to go to bed, and I was like, you gotta watch this episode. It's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, A good episode that's also about sports. I think Gavin might have seen this one or might like it. The League. Highly highly underrated. I've seen the first couple of seasons of that, and then, like, I stopped watching it. Yeah, I was the the best football, like fantasy football. It's the only one out there, but it's so good. Uh, that shows, you know, that shows the reason that our fantasy league, Gavin and I's uh, redraft, exists. Like that's yeah. the reason why it exists. Because Eli got super into that show, and like we watched like ten episodes one night or something like mm-hmm. that. And he was like, "Bro, I want a league just like this," and I was like, "Bet, okay. let's do it." Yeah, that's how we it's, have it. It's yeah. it's it's a good show. Going on year seven, baby. But Blue Mountain State is better. You should watch Blue Mountain State, not with like anyone under the age of like eighteen, though. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that show. Oh come kinda... on, we're like fifteen years old watching that. No, I didn't see that show for the first time until I was like eighteen. So that was probably in high school. You know what's funny is some of the episodes are rated like TV fourteen, but some of them are rated like TV sixteen. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I genuinely don't know what the line of demarcation is from like 14 to 16. I guess it's from middle school to high school. Yes. I would assume. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know what's happening during age 15. Like I'm not I'm not sure <laughs> I don't what remember. the uh, the transition I'm, I'm, from innocence to 
to not Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. I uh Yeah, that shows I love that show, dude. That shows God, he's just sitting in transition. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I uh, I also just skipped to the last last two episodes when they make the uh you know what I won't spoil it. But you know you know what's going on in the last yeah. two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are great. Agreed. I burned all the weed so God would get high. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, gentlemen. I think it is time for the last word. We have ranted at these poor souls far too long. Too long. I would like to give Gavin a chance to give one last word. Is it going to be something about Traylon Burks being fat? I don't know. Gavin, what say you? I'm just happy football's back. We've spent so long, so fucking long, just talking about what ifs, the can be, the will not be, everything. I'm ready to see what we were 100% spot on about, what we were like not even fucking close on, what coaches are fucking idiots and why it's most of them. I'm, I'm ready for football to be here. Yeah, I'm so ready for like our podcast to get found by like Barstool and for them to <laughs> cut out a clip of us being fucking stupid and to play it. And then like, we, get, we go viral. We'll say some shit like, oh yeah, like, Patrick Mahomes is fucking like gonna win MVP, and then he'll like throw a hundred interceptions this year, some bullshit like that. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Hey, listen to these fucking assholes." God, I yep. can't wait. I'm so ready for that. Beans, what's your final word? I'm just excited to make fun of players that are more athletic, bigger, stronger, faster, all the sense of work makes more money than I ever will, and demoralize them on our podcast. I'm I- excited. I, I will say, like, to that, Beans, it is funny as hell that, like, Traylon Burke's, like, character just gets fucking annihilated for showing up to camp, like, 15 pounds <laughs> overweight and, like, is a top 1% of the top 1% athlete. But because he slipped into the, like, top 2% of the top 1%, we are like, <laughs> can he survive in the NFL? Like, I've talked more shit on Traylon Burks than anybody. But that it is, like, when you step back for a second, it's funny as hell that that's, like, what we do. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're just a bunch of fat bastards. Except for Gavin. Eh, beans are not fat. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the fat to run master. after this, so take that, Traylon Burks. That's what you're not doing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, done. I got Jesus. that ball. Jesus. Before he figures out where I live. Um, um I had a last word, and uh, I forgot. So, I just took uh, your breath away. Shapoopy, baby. That's what I'm going with. So, uh, I, and so that's a great. Wait. Yeah, Shapoopy from the Family Guy episode. I tried to remember. I tried to remember the lyrics, then I still couldn't remember it. Maybe I'm the idiot. What's uh What's the plan between now and football actually starting, Beans? Because I'm. We'll go. Uh, the when football season starts, there'll be a Chiefs recap. There'll be a Kansas State recap. Um, that'll pretty much probably be a weekly thing. Um, what's before that gets started? The roster construction actually is happening. We'll get to see who's cut. We'll get to see who's on the roster, who's hurt. And be- for everyone still listening out there, we got a special surprise coming for you later in the week. So Uh-oh. just Uh-oh. stay plugged in. And I want to thank everyone who is still plugged in for staying plugged in. I said plugged in too many times, but I want to thank you all for putting up with me and Beans and Gavin as we take you down this journey of podcasting. 
I would just want to remind everyone to please like, share, and subscribe to the channel on YouTube or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a comment. It will be the number one thing we talk on this show about after we BS a little bit at the beginning. I know that's your favorite part. Um, and again, if you share with one person and they share with one person, that's three Here listens team. right there. Love You're helping you. us out, and we love you guys for it. So, everyone, I hope that you have a very good rest of your day, that everything is shiny, peachy, and football is right back. Fuck Bosco, boys. God bless. We'll see you next time. All right, I got a piss. <laughs>